Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Sam, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com, Fightful.com. Here for the post-Smackdown podcast for June 25th, 2019. Not the only show that we've done today as we also had the Fightful MMA podcast. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Just a ton of reviews, a ton of previews. Jose Aldo talk, uh, welterweight rants. Go over to the MMA channel or FightfulMMA.com to check it out. But hey, if you're watching this on YouTube Live, leave us a thumbs up. Send a super chat if you want us to answer your question or read your statement. Hey, that stuff helps. YouTube's been demonetizing our stuff left and right lately. Do not know why, but hey, all that stuff helps as does you subscribing to FightfulSelect.com. It is the most direct way to support us. But let's go ahead and get into SmackDown. I am joined by Alex Pawlowski. Alex, what's up? Uh, You know, another day of commercial breaks. So we'll we'll talk about that. So we're also going to talk about the fact that all that talking we did last night about Samoa Joe and Hey, they should make him earn his shot. Well, mm-hmm. he's not on this show. Mm-hmm. He's already on a plane to Asia, and they announced that he was going to be competing. Well, first off, they just announced that he was going to have a match with Kofi Kingston. Then yep. they updated it and said, oh, yeah, we should probably put that it's for the title. They do that. Okay. Uh, what the hell? No, no. Samoa Joe has not won a match since WrestleMania. Yeah. Gets a title match for attacking somebody. This after Dolph Ziggler has not won a match since 2018. Yep. Got a title match. If the people that Kofi beats aren't worth a shit, what is Kofi worth? Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, we, we talk a lot about how perception matters and, WWE seems to think that we perceive Dolph and Samoa Joe as being big deals. And in a lot of ways they are, but not lately. Uh, And, you know, it it is a what have you done for me lately kind of business. So at this point, like, it's a weird deal to just like, I don't know why anybody who wants a title shot isn't just beating up Kofi in the back because then you just you just get one like. Like pe- people who are who are running around after our truth for the twenty four seven title, dude. You guys, you're going about it the wrong way. Leave that alone. Go find Kofi in the locker room and just beat him up with a chair. You'll get a title shot of it for for a real title. Imagine if you won that. 
somebody in the chat who I shouldn't even give credit to says, you wanted some new fresh matchups and we are getting them now, but you guys still bitch. Hey, homeboy, what is new about Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler? Out of tonight's show, we're getting Bailey and Alexa Bliss again. What is new about Elias versus The Miz? Oh, by the way, how about it three times tonight? Oh, and that match, the stakes for that match would have been Miz versus Shane McMahon 4. Go piss up a tree, homeboy. That's weird. How about New Day, the new the new challengers for the title? They found a way. I'll, I'll get into it. Yeah. That's listen, just ridiculous. And somebody says, no, Joe versus Kofi. Joe hasn't won a match yeah, the, since the, WrestleMania. The thing is, I understand where they're coming from, but their logic is entirely flawed, much like the show we're going to review. Yes, Joe versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title in a vacuum. If you told me that was what we were going to wind up in July back at Mania, I would have been like, ooh, cool. So what's the storyline they're going to do in order to get there? I mean, how how's it all going to work? Uh, all, all the all the buildup. What's it going to be? Is it going to be really cool and all all these different levels of the story before we actually finally get to Samoa Joe versus uh, Kofi Kingston? Is it going to be title for title? What's it going to be? No, nothing. It's going to be nothing. It's going to be Samoa Joe loses. Well, why his doesn't US title. Kurt Hawkins deserve a WWE Championship match right now? I mean, because he didn't beat up Kofi Kingston. That's why. I mean, that's the logic they're giving us. I think Samoa Joe is a main event level talent, but you know what he needs? Wins. Wins. Because otherwise, why am I to care about any of the matches that happen here if they have no meaning? If if anything doesn't matter week to week, even the matches with stakes don't matter anymore, Alex, because the winner gets a championship and the loser gets a shot at another mm-hmm. championship. Right. Now, this is the thing, is that because, as noted anti-PC crusader Jim Ross has told us in the past, wins and losses don't matter. It is, uh, they don't matter. So you lose and lose and lose and lose, and it doesn't matter because it's all about perception. And and if if one guy in the back perceives you as being worthy of you know some push, then there you go. That's it. Joseph Farley, thank you for the super chat, says some money is better than none because Sean will definitely let a no-no word slip. It has been very difficult, and we are only five <laughs> minutes in. Tyler J.R. Smith to Bulls. Oh, he changed his name. He says, the show sucks. The attendance is poor. The arena is tarped off. This sucks, but if John Cena was back and champion, the shows would be better and the crowds would be larger. Kofi needs to go. I disagree with that, but you know what I think would be better? If John Cena came back, won a match, and said, I want my title, and I want my 17th reign. Mm-hmm. Just have him win a match first. That's all I ask. Yep. That's all I ask. Well, Kofi Kingston goes over his Ziggler win in the Samoa Joe attack, and Dolph isn't happy. He wants his shot again, Alex, even though he didn't win the first or second time. Yeah. Uh, the, his, his little, like, I'll be damned if some other superstar is going to come and take my spot. What what spot? What have you how have you earned the number one contendership? Like 
even at the beginning, all you did was show up and say it should have been you, and, and you beat up Kofi Kingston. Like, why? And that's the other thing is they never explained why it should have been him. Just like in his own mind? Like, it wasn't like, oh, I, I said this at the time. If they had told the story where Dolph said, Shane McMahon, after Mustafa Ali got hurt, got on the phone and called me and said, do you want this spot in the elimination chamber? I said, nah, I'm good. And then after I turned it down, I saw what happened with Kofi Kingston, and I thought it should have been me. At least that's actually a through line of some kind of thought process. But this is ridiculous. Dolph Ziggler doesn't isn't making any sense. He's talking like a crazy person. N- none of what he says makes any sense now. Just just go away, Dolph. We'll go, I mean, we'll talk about this. The match they had tonight was great. The ends do not justify the means. Yeah, well, the means were a two out of three falls match. I need Teddy Long back to do these. (laughs) And if Dolph wins, he is in the match at Extreme Rules. This is so nonsensical and pointless and stupid. Here's the thing. The Road Dogs and the Jim Rosses and all these people can tell me that wins and losses don't matter. And the people that say, well, you guys bitch about everything. Well, there goes my curse word. Uh You all can tell me wins and losses don't mean anything. Cool. Be prepared for me to bury everything that doesn't matter on the show then. Or everything that leads me to believe that nothing matters on this show. Because that might be okay for some people. It ain't okay for me. It's not okay for me. And you know what? It's my show. So, hot dog. Shane McMahon backstage reading off a teleprompter. This was... Be brutal. That was not. It was not great. It was not great at all. Him looking into the camera and being all, all pissy because his, his because, hey, I was cheating fair and square. Why is the Undertaker got to show up now? I'm pissed. And my favorite part, the fair part of this whole thing, is he goes, man, nobody better get on my bad side tonight, because I'm pissed. And I was like, oh. Who's going to get on his bad side? Who, like at least three or four people, are going to get on Shane's bad side tonight? I don't know if like The Miz wanting to continue a feud and respectfully asking to have a match that would set up another match is getting on his bad side. But I mean, come on. They could have done a whole lot with this promise, this threat laid out at the beginning by the guy who ostensibly runs the whole show. Sure. I'm pissed. Nobody, nobody get on my bad side tonight. Okay. The terribly rad, just a miserable promo. Really, Miz wants really to talk bad. to Shane, but Elias warns against it, and Miz calls him bootleg Bob Dylan. Womp. We get a dark side of the moon ass reference. Womp, womp. And then he mentions the WWE universe not wanting it. Womp, womp, womp. Yep. This was bad. So Shane says, oh, you know what? He can get that match with me. If he beats you, Elias, tonight, two out of three falls. Why? Why? Why, Alex, would Shane have any confidence in this, considering that Miz literally beat Elias in two minutes a few weeks ago for the opportunity to face him? I'm assuming Drew McIntyre was already in uh, Japan. Yeah, well, apparently so was Charlotte. Apparently so was Roman Reigns. Apparently... Yeah, I mean, like, because that's 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 his, that would be his go-to. It would be Drew instead of uh, instead of Elias. Um, 
I uh, I don't know, man. It's a it's a weird deal. Uh, this whole thing, and also it was it was this was the weird thing is they they already said Dolph says later tonight I'm gonna face you in two out of three falls match, and then what if what felt like thirty seconds later, Shane McMahon was like, hey, let's have a two out of three falls match. I mean, that's too many two out of three falls matches. Like that's objectively. Too many two out of three falls matches. Let's just move on from that stipulation as being a crutch you can use. In yeah, they play. ain't. Just, just find other things to do. Tyler J.R. Smith, the Bulls, thank you again for your super chat. Says, dang, all the mods are talking about Cena. Hey, Alex, Malcolm Brogdon to the Bulls. <laughs> the, the Bulls could use him, but we'll. we'll a lot we'll of people get... use him. He's a very, very good uh, guard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt Thomas, thank you, says not SmackDown related, but what do you guys think of Seth Rollins' tweets? I personally think much of it, many of his tweets and comments are super lame and out of touch, but I understand and sympathize with his sentiment and his position, but he cannot believe that this is good programming. Here's the thing. If you're saying it's good for the amount that we produce, nope. No, so nope. I mean, I I understand why the top guy in in the company would say this company's great. That makes that makes sense to yeah. me. You know what I mean? But here's the deal: like you can also say we've got the best wrestlers in the planet, and you know what? You probably do. But the problem is nobody's going to let them off the chain and actually have the great matches that they can have. Where will you'll watch uh, New Japan, AEW probably coming up, um, and these people are going to be allowed to have to actually work to their potential, whereas they're held back. Like on Sunday, where he starts tweeting all this stuff out about how we're the best company in the world, the best wrestlers and everything, on the same night that he's in a match so overbooked. It's like, it's like the world's largest Barnes & Noble. Like, come on. Come on, Seth. You can't really believe that up in this case. Tim Traver says, personally, I want to watch something I can believe in. Yep, you're damn right. Yeah. I can suspend my disbelief, but man, at least make me believe that what I'm watching matters. That's all. Yeah. Well, WDB's next segment found a way to 50-50 their entire SmackDown tag team division. Yeah. I, New Day were like, what, announced as top contenders yesterday, right? Uh, yes. Then they beat the Planets Tag Team Champions in a non-title match Yes, tonight. Uh, Xavier gets worked over. The highlight of this being a hanging uh, knee drop from Brian. We get a commercial during a match, which I much prefer to the two out of three falls gimmick. And hey, if you're doing this two or three times throughout the show, cool, craft your show around this. This is a crutch. That shouldn't mean that you need two of those matches. Right. Woods fights back, gets run over by Rowan. Biggie makes the hot tag, suplexes Brian all, all over the place. Brian applies a yes lock, but eats a pin. Like, I think New, New Day should get wins, but maybe not on the expense. Like, protect your champions, build effective challengers, right? Make them clash. Yeah. Make winners fight each other. Yeah. I mean, Alex. Nobody wants to deal with a loser. That's true. Nobody wants to deal with poor performances. No, not at all. Quite frankly, 
People want to have sex with a hard penis. This is also true. So I've heard. Well, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work twice as as a pill. (laughs) So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises, even if your, your, your match gets reset. Over and over again. Two out of three falls, you're good to go with Blue Chew. Prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visits. No waiting at the pharmacy. No more awkwardness. You're going to go on a hot streak with Blue Chew. You're not going to be sitting there looking at your clock since WrestleMania 35 saying, Damn, when am I going to get a win? When am I going to get a victory? They're going to be laid out for a hell of a lot longer than a three count. When you lay the blue chew on them, and right now you get it free. Use that code Fightful. All you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Damn. Hit them up at Get Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. And let people know about your heavy machinery. Well, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out and beat up New Day, as they probably should. I mean, why wouldn't they be upset at New Day for any number of reasons? Yeah, makes sense. Heavy Machinery make the save, and this is an eight-man tag team match. Well, of course, they had to reset it. Tucker gets superplexed, kneed in the face. Daniel Bryan gets clotheslined, but hey, Sammy gets beaten with the Caterpillar and the Compactor. So, Heavy Machinery lost Sunday, one tonight. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat New Day Sunday. Yep. Both lost to Kofi last night, lose again tonight. The Planets Tag Team Champions win Monday, lose twice tonight. Am I missing anybody? The New Day lost, then they won twice tonight. Yep. Nobody can just win. Well, here's the thing about um, if if you are going to do a reset and now it's an eight-man tag, why did Brian have to take the pin from the New Day? Like, like, why, why didn't you have, like, th- them be all set up for it, about to hit the midnight hour, and then KO and Sammy run yes. in an attack, and then you, you reset? Like, the idea that, like, we have to have an eight-man tag now after the clean finish of the regular tag match just, just a second ago. And I want to point this out because, you know, I was remiss in not mentioning it earlier. Big E is also so bored by the repetitive nature of Dolph Ziggler's promos that during it, he pulled a sleeve of saltines out from somewhere on his body, opened it, and just started munching saltines. The most boring cracker in the world, more desirable than watching that boring promo. And let me tell you, if anybody knows about boring crackers, it's the two guys you're watching That's true. right here That's on true. the Fightful.com podcast. Yeah. <sighs> Tyler uh, J.R. Smith, the Bulls, this name, I swear. Only the Dick Breath Express is weirder. <laughs> Cena was at Raw last week. Why couldn't he come out? I don't know. If he's there, I'm having him come out hit an FU on somebody that can sure. can take it Why or not? involve him in 24 seven shenanigans. Why not? It's a monster segment. Do it. Yep. 
Two out of three falls match, Elias defeated The Miz. Miz takes control, but in two minutes, Shane distracts The Miz because Miz is stupid. Mm -hmm. This leads to a jumping knee and a drift away. Elias is up one fall. It's time for a break, Alex. Yeah, you got to reset. Yeah. 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 It's bad enough that WWE runs back rematches, but now they're two out of three falls. <laughs> which are which are literally rematches within matches. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, we see a several minute headlock from Elias till Miz gets out. The crowd, as small as it is, is really hot for this match and everything tonight. They sure they were into this show for, as much as I didn't like it, and apparently they were eager to see Shane versus Miz for. <laughs> Miz does the yes kicks and a great knee, gets a skull-crushing finale, but Shane attacks, and Miz gets the fall via DQ. I, I, I did like this. I thought if you're working within these, clever. Sure. Of course, they're going to beat him down. Elias wins with the flying elbow, coast-to-coast coast after the match. After all this, I got to see Shane beaten decisively and not by Roman Reigns. I need it from somebody else. Oh yeah, no. This is the thing: is that I don't. I'm not really sure what all of this accomplished, other than to a eat up a whole bunch of time on your two hour show. And Lord knows there 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 aren't. I mean, you got you're running these promos with Mustafa Ali curing alcoholism by staring mournfully at a woman. Like you, you're running this thing, but he can't get on the show to actually wrestle. He's got to do it beforehand. All these things that all these other people that could be used, but no, we got to run this thing for twenty minutes to eat up the time, make Miz look like a total chump, and of course, most importantly, build heat for Shane McMahon. We gotta hate him so much so that when he finally gets tombstoned by Undertaker in a couple of weeks, it'll really mean something. And you know what? Like I'm, this is I, I, I my own personal heat for. Shane McMahon is of the X-Pac variety. It is go-away heat. I don't need to see him on my TV anymore. Finn Balor is backstage giving his thoughts on the next challenger. Shinsuke Nakamura appears, who has not wrestled on SmackDown in two months and has not won since January. Nope. You know, par for the course. Uh, Glad glad to see Nakamura back. Yes. I mean, this is the thing is that uh, I actually feel, this is why I felt, I didn't feel as ridiculous about Dolph Ziggler run, coming back out of nowhere, beating up Kofi and having his ridiculous reason for wanting a title match because he'd been off the screen for a while. The same thing with Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't, I don't know how long it'd been. You say it's two months. That makes sense to me. Two months since we've seen him, but we haven't watched him lose matches recently. So it doesn't feel like this, like going from being crap to getting a title shot. It feels like, hey, Shinsuke Nakamura's back. I kind of missed him. Oh, I'd like to see him wrestle Finn Balor. It's not like Shinsuke Nakamura. He just lost two days ago. Like, it doesn't feel that way anymore. So I'm I'm fine with this, but you're right. You, you couldn't have somebody who's on a hot streak come out and challenge Finn Balor. The problem is nobody is on a hot streak unless they're in a title program. Because nobody actually has met or like showcase matches just to like build momentum by beating other people. That doesn't happen anymore. It's my thing, man. I want to see successful people face other successful people. And hey, sometimes 
I'll watch just really exciting people against really exciting people. Sure. Because that's the nature of, of fight cards. Alistair Black is back begging for a fight. This was one of his worst. It, well, they can't. They, you can't keep doing these over and over again. Again. Well, somebody knocked I, on the door and they just right. didn't show it. The problem is, is that they, fi- they finally got to the next step. As I said last night and as I've said many times before, they don't do A to B to C storytelling. They do A to A to A to A to A to A to A to, a to, a to eventually B. And they finally got to B tonight. But it's like A and a half because they didn't show us who the person at the door was. Like, that's actually point B. And honestly, I don't trust them to show us who was at the door next week either. Like, they might just do A and a half four weeks in a row. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So we see Nikki telling Alexa backstage last night that if she beats Bailey, Alexa gets a rematch. And Nikki is just so excited about this. And I just want to say again, doesn't make sense. Nope. <laughs> doesn't make a damn bit of sense. No, nope, doesn't. Uh, but it got us a different match, whatever. I don't like to lower my expectations, but Nikki plays her role very well. Alexa she plays does. her role very well, and I, I love that. Ah, but it does make more sense than Alexa just outright getting a yes. That rematch. that does make more sense. I don't. I don't get the thing of like. If I if I beat Bailey, then you get a title rematch. That's like the most like codependent thing, which I guess is the story they're telling. Fine, but you know, they, like Bailey was on Twitter today saying, "I'm ready to to accept any challenge from anybody on SmackDown," and they were like, "No, Psych, you have to do it from Alexa Bliss again." I mean, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. So this match is pre it's it starts off good. Nikki Cross is really aggressive. But then it just slows to a snail's pace. Yeah, it was weird. Bailey needs to maybe just bust out that sliding drop kick special occasions. Yeah. Special occasions, anniversaries, birthdays, anything but every week. Yeah. Nikki makes Bailey eat the mat on a suicide dive attempt, does a neck breaker and a bulldog inside the ring, and they slowly go through pin exchanges. Not good ones. No, bad, 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 bad ones. And, uh, uh, this wasn't good. Nikki won, and her performance afterwards was great. She grabbed Corey Graves' phone and tried to call Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and Corey offered it to her. Yeah. He was so excited. Sure. But I like the what time is it in Singapore? You know, that's this is all good. This is this is good. They're they're making, you know, chicken salad out of chicken bleep because I don't want to get us demonetized. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I, I, okay. Fine. I, I don't love the story, but I'm I really admire uh, what Nikki Cross is 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 doing with the crap uh, that she's been given to actually, you know, play. Nikki does this very well. Next segment, our truth is a total dick, Alex. That was that was that was too much. God, our truth says that, or Drake Maverick shows up and says that he doesn't have a ref. Our truth ruined his life at the wedding. And truth says he thought it was Carmela's wedding. Yes, it's true. <laughs> well, 
Why is it that our truth has the most consistency in his I, inconsistency? I, I don't know, man. It's great. Our truth is the only character whose dots connect. Yes, it's it's honestly true. And they don't connect at all on purpose. No. Yeah. So truth says, if it means that much to you, grab a ref, I'll let you win it. And then he goes, psych! <laughs> now, and now, okay, the troll in me cackled. Right. Laughed. But he's a dick. Oh, he's a total dick. He says, I love this title more than you love your wife. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I thought what they were going to do is have our truth, you know, um, win the title, l- l- give the title up to Drake Maverick. And then Drake wins it. And then somebody else runs in, pins Drake. And then our truth pins that person. So it's going to wind up back with our truths in hands. But he, like, our truth saying, listen, I'll, I'll lay down for you. I feel bad for you. But as soon as somebody else t- comes and takes it from, from Drake, then all bets are off. And our truth, like, and after he wins it back, Drake could look at him like, can I have back? He's like, no, I, I give you your one shot. That was it. This just felt like it was rushed. I mean, you could have actually done more with it if you hadn't spent all that time having Miz lose in a chump fashion. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Drake gets mowed down by all the zombies giving chase. Uh, Tyler Taj Gibson returns to, but what is your budget for this, Tyler? <laughs> Tyler could have subscribed to Fightful Select <laughs> for like a over. year and yep. asked as many questions as he wanted. Hey, yep. I'm not arguing, my friend. He said, don't you just love the crowd is starting to boo Reigns again? NBA free agency 30-minute podcast on Sunday? Uh, Probably not to the podcast. Alex and I will probably discuss it on Monday or Tuesday and have either Jeremy or Andrew join us if they will uh, because that's like my only night off for a while. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm taking that. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, do you think Seth buried Mox in his podcast? I don't. No, I don't think he buried him, but uh, I think it's – Naive of Seth to not understand why John Moxley was so upset, Alex. Oh, yeah. And it also felt like a pre-written talking points given to him by somebody whose name rhymes with Chintz, Chintz Chan. Like, it just feels really, really... Like, the whole took his ball and went home is a phrase used way too often during the Vince McMahon era for it not to have been at least, you know, a subtle push. Make sure you say this line there, Seth. Okay, fine. Great. I mean, it's a – listen, I 
I'm more inclined to believe John Moxley about the things that go on in WWE than I am the like full-on company man Seth Rollins at this point. I agree with Kyler. Seth was not factual in talking about Moxley. Yeah, couldn't agree with it more. Couldn't have put yeah. it more succinctly. <laughs> Ember Moon screams a lot, and I'm starting to see why. Uh, I don't know a lot else about her besides she plays video games, reads books, and screams. They lay in the strikes, she and Sonya Deville. But Ember is a dumbass babyface character. Not yeah. not the person. Adrienne Reese is not a dumbass. Ember yeah. Moon, the character, is yes. apparently dumb. Yeah. And I don't know why. Because has everything in the ring to carry a division. Sure. But as far as booking, Alex, this this can't be what you wanted. No, but here's the deal. Like she, she did the stupid thing that baby faces do in WWE, where she got too fired up. Like she was just, she was itching for a fight. She was, she was in control, going crazy. Oh, uh, um, like uh, the Mandy distracts her. I, I'll beat you up instead. And then she runs headlong into the post because you know she's too fired up. It's a thing that happens with. Baby faces in WWE. I hate it. Stupid trope. But it doesn't mean that she's done as a character because too many guys who you know, and women who have gone on to have very, you know, lucrative careers also suffered from the too fired up syndrome. I I, I think she looked good when she was laying it in on, on Sonya. But, and I also don't hate that Sonya picks up a win here because guess what? Ember Moon versus Sonya Deville is a title program at some point in the next five years if they're smart. Two years if they're really smart. Like, these two women are great. Sonya Deville keeps improving. Ember Moon, again, a former NXT champion who has everything you could want in the ring. You could do something with this. And it looks like they're actually maybe leaning in to um, to Sonya Deville's pride at this point. So... I mean, I'm 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 interested in seeing where where, where all that goes. Sonya Deville, Ember Moon should wrestle more often on my TV screen. I'd like for them to have you know eight to ten minute matches and not two to three minute matches. So, uh, by the way, guys, uh, leave a thumbs up on this video if you're watching live. Subscribe; it all helps. It's it's a hot topic on Twitter right now, and I, admittedly, I noticed it too. The how do I approach this? Sonya and Mandy looked like they had a moment. Yes. It I'm glad like a- I wasn't the only one that noticed it, and obviously I'm not. It's just how the, how the hell do I approach this on the right, show? Right, this is the thing. Is that Sonya is uh, an out gay performer. Yes. Um, if, if, I, if I trust anyone to, to do this storyline the way it needs to be done with the right kind of nuance. It's somebody who actually is gay as opposed to like all these ideas they had at one point, they're going to do this or this, and they're going to shoehorn that storyline over here or over there, like doing it this way. I trust Sonia to have the best interests of her and the community at heart. So we'll see where this goes, but I, I, obviously they wanted, they wanted that to be a thing that was shown 
on television in this in this moment, and we'll see where it goes from here. But it's a it's a good subtle way of getting that out there to begin with. Honestly, depending on what kind of reaction they get to it, we may never see anything like that again. I got to give WWE social media credit, which I don't often do. They referred to Sonya as the Pride Fighter, which is yep. a, a callback to. I mean, they called people who fought in Pride FC in Japan Pride Fighters. Yep. I thought that was a phenomenal nickname. Yeah, amazing right. nickname. Really, really, really like it. You know what else I like, guys? Jeremy Lambert had an interview today with Flip Gordon, ahead of Best in the World. We got interviews this week. Andrew Thompson interviewed uh, Jungle Boy. We got tons of stuff coming up. I interviewed Mark Haskins, all ahead of this weekend shows. And how about this one, guys? I'm going to preview Fighter Fest and Best in the World at the end of this show. But first, Kofi Kingston defeated Dolph Ziggler two falls to one. Now, the thing is, I thought this was their best match that they've had in this entire series. Absolutely, this is this is if the if you only saw if you only have to get to watch one match that these guys had during this feud, this is the one to watch. Absolutely. Without a doubt. The problem is it's the least consequential one of the three. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ziggler controls after a big drop kick, but Kofi flips out of a monkey flip, gets his own. Ziggler gets caught holding the ropes and rolled up and pinned himself. Reset time. Ziggler attacks with a zigzag on the floor. Super kicks Kofi, and there it is. The first time Kofi Kingston has been pinned since before WrestleMania. And how about this? Other than gauntlet matches or elimination chamber matches, it's the first time he's been pinned uh, or handicap matches, straight up one-on-one matches, the first time he's been pinned since this push started. That just bugs the shit out of me. Now, I know Dolph Ziggler's big thing is, well, what am I if I can't beat anybody? doesn't matter. You You don't need to beat this guy. Not this guy. Right. I mean, that's the problem with a two out of three falls match is that I, I don't think there's any way you give Kofi Kingston a clean sweep. It just doesn't, that's not, that, that's not how they do two out of three falls matches, except they did it one time with Shelton Benjamin and, and Chad Gable losing to the Usos two straight. And it was jarring because they never do it. So I, I expected Dolph to get, um to get a pinfall here. I just thought it was going to be, you know, cheaper than what it was zigzag on the floor zigzag <laughs> zigzag yeah I mean, let's, let's call it that from now on that's how i feel about it yeah exactly <sighs> there are no commercial breaks left so yeah they didn't even use it as a crutch to get to their stupid ass nope. break rule nope they, they they had to reset in real time <clears throat> man Heart stopper elbow from Ziggler doesn't get it done. Neither does rolling through a body press or a DDT. I loved Kofi's fame master reversal into a power bomb. That's not a move you see Kofi bust out all the time, Alex. No, it certainly is not. That was a nice little nuance. I really like that. Kofi gets posted. Ziggler hits a zigzag, but Kofi kicks out and hits an amazing trouble in paradise yeah. for the win. That was a really great finish. Trouble in paradise, ducked. Super kick caught, spun around directly into another trouble in paradise. That was a perfect finish to a great match. Yeah, the problem I loved it, is, man. The problem is, like, again, this match in a vacuum. Great. Absent all the context of this ridiculous feud <laughs> they've been in. Like, if you just if you just said, hey, watch this match 
alone after having in five years you tell me watch this match and don't don't tell me what what was going on around it i might not remember the feud existed but i'll watch a great match and go that was really great but right now i can't see this as anything other than just like placeholder crap until they get to the next feud and that's that's a problem because it was a really great match and you can tell kofi and ziggler had a lot of pride in putting this thing together but ultimately what is it it's nothing That was SmackDown. Tyler Todd Gibson returns to Bulls. <laughs> well, buddy, make the championship tier 3K and I'm in. <laughs> He's talking about Select. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a sponsor that has almost jumped on that. Um, maybe maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that. I'll consider it with, with a couple of alterations. Uh, and he also sent another one, I believe. Where is it? I think he said that the the bulls are on the rise and the bucks are on the decline. Well, it's I mean, it's, there's really no place to go but up from the best team in the regular season. You know. Yeah. Uh, Lee Lewis says, Sean and Alex, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Ooh, all time, all time. Oh man, favorite sports entertainer is The Rock. Like hands down, but I don't know about wrestler. That's really, really hard for me to to like go back because I look at everything in weight classes and styles as far as like in ring work. Like that's 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 a toughie. But like as far as like WWE style, like how to like charisma and how to cut a promo and all the stuff like performing while in the ring, it's The Rock hands down for me. I would probably say uh, probably Shawn Michaels just from a consistency standpoint over so sure. long. That's good. That's good. And uh, yeah, probably just from a consistency standpoint, but th- there are others. There are others, of course. Uh, Two Gold Scorpio was my favorite growing up, if that yeah. makes it any better. I love Two Gold Scorpio and uh, Marty Jannetty. Shelton Benjamin was my last favorite wrestler. So, hey, there we go. Uh, also, more Bray Wyatt puppets show up. Nothing new here. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing: is that there's, there's. I like that they're escaping from the funhouse. And there's, yeah. and, and again, the fact that they don't have Todd, Tom Phillips, going. Was that? Did I just see? You know, like they're actually sub, subversively just putting them in there, knowing that people will will spot it, put it on the internet, you share it from social media and get the buzz going like organically as opposed to like really laying into it with the overproduced crap. I like this, this trend a lot. Completely agree. We're going to make our predictions for fighter fest now, because Alex, even if you don't follow this, AEW doesn't have shows for you to not follow. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) So I'll make the best in the world predictions on my own. uh, But we do have, aw fighter fest on on saturday i'll be doing a post show for it alex i believe you'll be joining me yes at this point that is my plan very much looking forward to this show alex jabaley against michael nakazawa in a hardcore match now i know jabaley helps put on ceo and maybe a little hometown thing i would still have nakazawa beat him he is a wrestler yes that that would be my pick as well the winners advance to All Out for a shot at a first round bye 
in the AEW World Tag Team Title Tournament that kicks off on AEW TV. This is convoluted, unneeded horseshit. Now, Alex. if you, if you just said the winners get a buy, I'm fine with it. I yeah. don't know what a shot at a buy is. So, is this a shot at a shot at a buy? Yes. Like that's a, that's a really weird thing to have a match for. Yeah, I you got to win two matches to avoid doing one. <laughs> Isn't that a little weird? It's Chucky e. T and Trip Beretta, Private Party, Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, the SCU combo. This one's a little tougher to call. Uh, you've got two really best tag team in the world contenders in these yeah. other two teams, like right up there. Then you have Private Party, not established at all, on a show that's going to be a free show to watch. Yeah. Do you establish the new guys? Do you solidify one of the other teams, Alex? I, I, I'm assuming all of these teams are going to wind up in the tournament in some way. So, what does it hurt to have yeah. to give Private Party the shot at the buy? Because who knows? They they might win this match, then lose the next one. Then who gets the buy? We don't know, Sean. Everything would be thrown into oblivion. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of establishing a new team since the others are already firmly established. Yeah, I do too. I think that would be the right move. Christopher Daniels against Shima. Um, I, I really think Daniels needs to drop this match because they didn't at double or nothing. Not hot on the 50-50 aspect of it, but for American fans, you got to establish who the hell Shima is. Yes. And I think that yeah. would be that that goes a long way. What what I think the rule for free fighter fest has got to be like people are going people are going to be tuning in. So, let's use this to to really put a spotlight on guys that they um, and women that they might not know exist. That they may not be familiar with so that they can be like, "Ooh, I know all these other people." I don't know that guy. That guy's really cool. I want to follow him to the next thing where I got to pay to see it. Like that's that's smart marketing in order to do it that way. So I think that'll be kind of the rule as as this night goes along. Up next, uh, Nyla Rose, Riho, Yuka Sakazaki. Depending on how often Yuka and Riho are over, that you know that that plays a role in this. But I don't know. And Nyla Rose is their big monster that does not have a win. Right. Didn't have a wasn't on all in, didn't have a win at double or nothing. I think it's important for her to get a win here. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, especially because they brought in Awesome Kong, which kind of took away her thunder as, you know, the monster. Um, and, and I think Awesome Kong ain't the answer, my friends. No, it's not, not consistently. She wasn't good three years ago. No, but it was kind of this thing of like they 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 brought in Nyla Rose and like oh my god look at the size of her oh she's actually kind of small looking next to Awesome Kong that's not how you do that so Nyla Rose should should win this and just just murder some people. Up next four way match this is a big one MJF Jimmy Havoc Jungle Boy and Hangman Page. Common sense would say that Hangman Page wins and somehow MJF is thwarted throughout yes. all this. That way you continue to build up that. I wouldn't pin MJF. I don't know if you'd want to pin Jimmy Havoc. I don't know what he's going to be compared to what they want him to be. 
But uh, I think that Hangman Page should win here and you should continue that momentum yes. into double or nothing because they want to – since the first press conference, Alex, they they had him say, I want to be the AEW champion. They made it known he wanted yep. to do that. So I think yep. he should win. Uh, yeah, no, you you got you got to have Hangman Page win. Um, if you don't, it's got to be some by some crazy convoluted way uh, where somebody steals the pin or something, and he gets his heat back right after the match. If if you say we have to build MJF by having him get this win, it's got to be in a way that doesn't hurt Hangman in any way and allows Hangman to look strong. But I still say Hangman's got to get the win. Up next, John Moxley, Joey Janela. This is going to be great, but John Moxley's winning this match. Yeah, John Moxley is definitely winning this match. I mean, I, I had a great interview with Joey Janela, one of my favorite in-person interviews ever. Sorry, Joey. John Moxley's winning this match. Although Joey Janela did straight job out Cody Hall on Twitter tonight. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, like like if if you if you thought the back and forth between Seth and uh and Will Ospreay was uh was something. No, 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 no. Like that's just like guys trading jabs. Like haymaker Cody Hall. Out he did a cold. Mark Hunt walk off like he's not got walked away before Paul even hit the floor. Amazing. The elite combination of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. Uh, this is the definition of 50-50 all over the place. Yeah. Because uh, they – and it's been so transparent and obvious because the AAA titles, oh, they got successfully defended by the Bucks at double or nothing, but then they drop them. Okay, let's have Omega beat Laredo Kid here. Yeah. That's 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 the good way to do it. Um I think you got. I mean, this is uh, a lot of a lot of why AEW exists is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. It's 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 good. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. It's actually a good decision to give these guys a little shine here. You you brought everybody in into your tent to watch these guys. Let them get the shine. Yeah, this was to this was supposed to be Pac in Laredo Kid's position. Very intriguing match. Cody versus Darby Allen. Now, here's the thing. There are a lot of things. There's a lot of stuff at play here. Cody may want to show that he isn't always going to put himself over. Right. And in doing so, Darby Allen can get a big win here, and I'll predict that. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I made an analogy during the the post um, uh, double or nothing show, that uh, all all this posturing of Cody Rhodes smashing the Triple H throne, I think there's a little more of Triple H in Cody in Cody Rhodes than he'd like us all to believe, and I I, I certainly would not ex- uh, uh, be surprised to see him uh, make the call to put himself over here. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We do have a post-show after Fighter Fest, so that means no UFC Minneapolis post-show. Instead, that will go down on Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, with the Fightful MMA podcast. Make sure you guys are subscribing to that channel. It is at youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. Tyler's last super chat says, does anyone miss the Russo and Sean connection? It says, email me and I'll pay you, Fightful. Number one sports website. 
just keep giving us the money. We're, we're thrilled with that. Uh, me and Vince had very good chemistry and very good shows. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Very, very good shows, I thought. Up next, Ring of Honor, best in the world. How hip are you to these? Because I'm ready for some uneducated picks. <laughs> Just throw names at me and I'll pick them out of a hat. <laughs> the first match is Flip Gordon against Roosh on the pre-show. I think Flip wins this just because they want they probably want to try to keep him when time comes. I would I would yeah. get started on a Flip Gordon push because he's one of your most notable wrestlers right now. Yeah, ROH is the cupboards uh looking kind of bare. I looked at the uh the card and I was like, "Wow. Okay, you you okay. Yeah, no, uh Flip Flip needs this and they need to like start pushing this guy and trying to make him one of the faces of their uh company." Big thanks to Andrew Thompson for hitting me with some notes on this. Uh, Kenny King and Jay Lethal have a best-of series between them. That makes this one a toss-up to me. Yeah. I mean, Complete toss-up. I mean, the, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it is a toss-up, but I, I, it's, a, it's a thing of like, you know, do you want to do the, the more established guy go over or the, the more up-and-comer? It's, there's, I don't know what they want. The allure combination of Mandy Leone and Angelina in love with Velvet Sky, who says she's not going to wrestle anymore, against Jenny Rose and Kelly Klein. I think the allure are going to win here. You establish them as a team. You give Kelly Klein somebody to face down the line, of course. Yep. Jonathan Gresham, Silas Young in a pure rules match. This is going to be good. Jonathan Gresham is one of the best technical wrestlers in yeah. the world yes. right now. He's going to win this match, but... You're talking about one of the best technical wrestlers in the world against one of the best characters in the world in yeah. Silas Young. And I think that's a good matchup. I think that's the type of match that Ring of Honor needs. Yes. How do you think this one goes? No, it's Jonathan Gresham. But it will be a really fun match to watch, I think. Silas Silas is a an incredible character, uh, but I think in this match, the wrestler needs to win. One of my favorite feuds in the last decade is Silas Young against Dalton Castle because it was too... Amazing characters who could go in the ring with an understandable dislike among one another. Yep. The Briscoes against Nick Aldis and TBA. TBA was to be Colt Cabana, but he is injured. Uh, I'm going to go with Nick Aldis and TBA as this NWA partnership looks to continue. Yeah. I wish I knew who TBA was. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, I, I think whoever they, they, they bring in, it'll be Aldis and, and that person. Would you prefer TBA or TBD? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I think I think uh, Bluetooth would prefer the TBD. Yeah, yeah. Villain Enterprises against Mark Haskins, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, and PJ Black. It seems like Lifeblood is already all split up, and the story is that Juice doesn't want to work for Ring of Honor anymore. And yep. That, to me, is a huge hit to Ring of Honor, Alex, because Juice is somebody that I saw not only flourishing in Ring of Honor, but becoming a big star in Ring of Honor and important to that show. Yeah. So, Villain Enterprises is winning this. Yeah, Villain Enterprises has got to win this. They got to win it. Shane Taylor defends against Bandito. Now, Bandito's the hot thing in Ring of Honor right now. I would keep Shane Taylor winning this. Shane Taylor was a diamond in the rough that ended up being way better 
than anybody ever thought he was going to be. He is outstanding. I'm going to go with him as as the winner here. I think I think I think you're right. I think it probably should be Shane Taylor, but as you said, I think Bandito is the hot thing, and I don't. I mean, that's maybe it's that maybe that's where they're going to go. Dalton Castle versus Dragon Lee. Uh, Dragon Lee and Roosh are brothers, so you got both of them on the show. Uh, Roosh has gotten the upper hand on Castle, and Castle wants revenge, but will have to get it by beating Dragon Lee. Do you think he does it? I do. Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, Dalton Castle, again, is one of those amazing characters who can also go in the ring. I think that you could tell a great story with him, uh, you know, getting a little revenge. Matt Taven looks to defend his Ring of Honor World Championship against Jeff Cobb. Now, Jeff Cobb told me that he originally signed. Now, I need to say that. Originally signed for one year with Ring of Honor. And that was important uh, as part of him coming over. That would mean that if his deal is still what it was, then it's up in about three months. I think that's about the right amount of time to where you have the champion beat a guy like Jeff Cobb unless he's committed to time in the future. If Jeff Cobb is committed for any extended time, I give him the title, you make him champion. Otherwise, Taven's going to win this. Yeah, uh, it all depends on what uh, Cobb's plans are. Um, But man, Jeff Cobb is a supernaturally talented dude. Like he's so strong and so athletic. Like you could absolutely build your entire company around a guy like that. So, I mean, if you could figure out a way to like keep him around for a while longer than three months, I'd say put the put the belt on him and let him run with it. I will have a live post show after Ring of Honor, but hey, if you guys want more non WWE stuff, how about a two hundred five live NXT UK review? This is a big week for that. Uh, two big title matches. Mister Warren Hayes has that on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, Steven Jensen also has the Weekender covers non WWE stuff. That is uh, subscribing to Fightful Select is the most direct way to support us. It helps uh, pay our writers. It helps them send us on trips to do interviews. Helps uh, maintenance costs, paying for Skype lines to do interviews. All that good stuff. It goes a long way. But if you're watching live on YouTube right now, leave a thumbs up. I want you guys to. Uh, Follow our team, uh, Jeremy Lambert at Jeremy Lambert 88. I want you to follow Andrew Thompson at AD Thompson underscore underscore. Follow Alex at Pawlowski the fourth. Follow me at Sean Ross app. Until next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.